Hi, this is Carol McLeod, and I'm your host on the Significant Women podcast. Significant Women is a podcast for women to gather with their personal stories, dynamic hope, and wisdom that is gleaned from the ordinary days of an uncommon life. Our goal is to simply encourage women in every season of life that their story matters. When Jesus is involved in the details, Every woman's life can be a significant representation of all that he is. Well, I am nearly giddy with anticipation to introduce to you today's guest. Have you ever watched someone in the public eye and thought to yourself, I like her. I bet that we could be besties. That's how I have felt about Ginger Stocky for many, many years. I would observe her MC, the Joyce Meyer conferences that I attended, and have wished to have lunch with her. Do you think she'd have lunch with me? As the host of the Joyce Meyer TV show, I have wished that Ginger lived next door to me. And today, we get to splash in all of the wonder and joy that is found in the heart of Ginger Stocky. As the chief creative officer for Joyce Meyer Ministries, her face and voice are familiar to millions of women worldwide. However, as a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a friend, it is her heart that will astound you. Ginger has recently written a new book, Chasing Wonder, and we talk about her book, the title, and what compelled her to write it on today's podcast. However, more than that, we talk about the way that Ginger has purposed to live her life. So lean in and listen to my new bestie, Ginger Stocky. Well, Ginger, thank you so, so much for joining the podcast today. I've I've been giddy with excitement just to talk to you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the wonderful invitation. Of course, of course. I can't wait for, I call my listeners my friends. So I can't wait for my friends just to go digging for gold in your heart. But this is what I want you to do from the get-go, Ginger, is we want to be your friend. So, so talk to us just like you would if you were meeting somebody for the first time. Tell us who you are, what you do, what you love, what you don't like, maybe a little bit about your childhood, but just introduce us to Ginger. Sure. I love that because one of my biggest goals is to gather more and more friends. You know, if we aren't doing that in our life, we're not really accomplishing a lot, are we? So uh, I am right with you. Um, My name is Ginger Stocky. And an interesting thing, even just to start right there, is you said start with my childhood. My parents wanted to name me Ginger because my dad was in the Navy and worked in a naval hospital and met a little girl there named Ginger that he helped when she was sick. So they were going to name me after her. And my grandmother, who was my great grandmother, I'm sorry, she was my mom's grandmother, wonderful, sweet um, Irish lady that was just a firecracker. And she said, you can't, you can't use that name. It's not an appropriate name. It it sounds a little bit shady. <laughs> like, I don't know, like a stripper or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> so they, my parents, to honor her, named me Jennifer. But they called me Ginger from day one. So I have had this confusion of, of names my entire life. <laughs> so God calls me Ginger, though, and so do all my friends. So only official things call me Jennifer. <laughs> So to us, you're ginger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I was blessed to be born into a a family of parents who love God with all their heart. Mm -hmm. And so I started on a journey from the very beginning of learning more and more each day through many mistakes and trials and errors, um, and, and also seeing God's goodness of learning who God is and growing closer to him over the many, many years of my life. So I accepted the Lord when I was like four or five years old originally. (laughs) And you know how that is. Then you just continue that journey of 
finding out who God wants you to be and going back and forth between who you want to be sometimes and learning that it doesn't always work. So from the very beginning, um, I've loved writing and words and communication. So I studied broadcasting and television and went into television right out of college. So I have been working in front of the camera for the most part since I was 20 years old. So for a long, long time now, in one way or another, started in news and then went to doing a daily talk show that I hosted for about 18 years. And after that, I went to work for Joyce Meyer Ministries, where I currently work and have been so blessed there to be able to be a part of Joyce's ministry all over the world, sharing on her television program and about what we're doing around the world to help people through Hand of Hope. And we do a podcast, which is called Talk It Out. And so just so many different things. We have two daughters. My husband and I have been married now for, this is terrible. He's the one that always knows how many years (laughs) in our anniversary. So I have to do the math, but about 36 years. Okay. um, We have two daughters who are married and each have a child. So we have two spectacular grandchildren, a granddaughter and a grandson, two and one. And so I'm, I'm just following God and loving life. <laughs> I love it. So just hearing you share, I've got like 10,000 questions for you already. But for the it. first one is this, aren't grandbabies delicious? Did you know you could love like this? You know, you hear everybody say that and you hear everyone say how wonderful it will be. And I remember, of course, like a lot of people also thinking, you know, I, I, I'm young. I don't know if I am ready to be a grandmother and I'm not too young for it at all. I just like to think that I'm younger than I am. But boy, when, when you hold that grandbaby or even when you first hear that they're coming, it is just the most wonderful joy. And those two have added so much richness to our lives. And yes, it is just the most wonderful thing ever. It really is. I think that grandchildren are one of the ways that God gives us that sort of takes the sting out of growing older, because to watch these little people grow and develop and know that they're going to carry our legacy, isn't that a gift? It is, and and praying about what God will plant in them. Right. And the role that we have in that is astounding, that we can be an influence in more young lives and and that he gives us that relationship with them where they'll, they'll be a joy to us in our old age and we can share our wisdom with them. What could be better? You know. My, my heart is really creativity. I, I love to share creativity everywhere. And I'm always astounded by God's creative um, intelligence, the, the way that he figured things out and, and just planned for everything. He knew, okay, when my people get a little bit older, they're going to need some youth in their life. And so that's what he did. He gave his grandkids. Oh, I just love it. What a great, what a great way to look at it. Wonderful. Okay, so you have been in front of the camera for most of your adult life. And we're we're girls, we're women, and we have women friends listening to us. Ginger, it's hard to look at yourself all the time. Like I have definite insecurities about my body, my nose, my, you know, all like how have you traveled down the road of insecurity knowing that day in and day out people are looking at you and even though we try not to we judge one another oh i don't like that shirt she's got on today or they need to change her lipstick or has she put on a couple pounds yeah uh-huh. how have you traveled cuz that's a journey that all women relate to it, it it's a journey for all of us whether You're being seen by a lot of people you don't know or not, because we all care about that image that we're presenting. And I I remember going into television when I was young, wondering if I had a face for radio. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I love love radio and I love the people who were there. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't look like people do who are on television. That was the thing that really hit me. I don't look like I need to, to be on television. Now, what we don't know is how many beautiful people there are on radio too that are there because they love it and that's where God has put them. But we judge ourselves so hard and I judge myself really, really hard. And 
getting older as well. Boy, you talk about a thing that is hard to do in, in front of the camera because yeah, you know, my body's changing. My cheeks are drooping. You know, I've got these little bags here that I never used to have before. <laughs> and you, you look at yourself in one way when you're looking at a video or a camera, you know, a, a photo, we all do. We, all we see is what's wrong at times. All we see is, wow, my nose is not, not like it should be, or my jawline did not used to be like this. What's happening. And I have really learned through a lot of hard falls along the way. And also people, People are wonderful and they're lovely and they encourage me so much. But all it takes in the thousands of kind people is the one harsh person. That's the one that pierces your soul. That's the one that you remember. And when you hear those comments, um, I've really, really prayed God shield me from what the devil's trying to throw my way from what our enemy is wanting me to absorb and let me absorb what you want me to do. Because if I'm focused on me, I can't be... God to other people. So I pray this and I've prayed this my entire 30 years that I've been in front of the camera is God, please let me disappear. Mm. Let people see you, let them hear you, let them, when they look into my eyes, see your eyes, when they hear my voice to hear your voice and just take me out of the way. And you know, it's that prayer, God search me and know my heart and take out everything in it that is not pleasing unto you. It's the same visually, (laughs) you know, God search my heart and take me out of that image and let people see you. And that's the only way I've been able to survive it, but I've learned so much through it. It's not about what I look like. It's not about being perfect. It's not about the bad things of aging, uh, instead of appreciating the wisdom that I'm getting as I age, I'm appreciating the things that God is putting into me as I age. And so I'm learning a lot along the way. Oh, I love it. Thank you for speaking to our insecurities. You know, I have a lot of favorite verses. My friends all laugh at me when I'm teaching the word because I'll say, okay, this is my favorite verse. <laughs> and I'll probably say it 10 times in a teaching, you know. But one, one of my go-to verses, Ginger, is he must increase and I must decrease. One translation says, less of me and more of him. Exactly. But what, I, what I've come to pray is none of me and all of him. Yeah. Because that will help our insecurities in a profound way. I'm completely with you there. And it is the only thing that I found because I wanted to think that as I aged, I would get past it. The insecurities would go away and they do. It gets easier, but they do not completely dissipate. They do not go away because we still have flesh. We're still human. Mm -hmm. And so doing exactly what you're saying and learning how good God is through all of those insecurities is something that really has changed my outlook and got me through some times that um, I would have really been incapable of doing what God wanted me to do because of my insecurities. Our insecurities build up a wall between us and God's plan for us. And so I have to present myself with confidence, but I had to learn that that confidence is not in everything I am. It's in everything he is. You know, one thing I've pondered over the years, Ginger, actually, since I was a young woman, is the lack of self-confidence, our insecurities actually pride because what we're doing is focusing on self and we need to get our eyes on Jesus. There is no doubt you are absolutely right. And pride and humility, that's one of the biggest things in my entire life that I have studied and dug into and clawed my way through because I know how important it is. And you're right, whether it's pride coming out as seemingly being better than someone else or pride coming out as insecurity. It's all the same thing. And it's the root of so much sin in our lives because that's where we put ourselves before other people, before our family, before what God wants to do. So I completely agree with you. Okay. Changing direction here, Ginger. Another question for you, birth from your first answer. 
come on, can you tell us what is it like to work with Joyce Meyer? She is, we love her. She has been a woman just a little bit older than us, our role model for what, 20 years now, um, the way she digs into the word of God and, and delivers it to a generation. Can you tell us what it's like to, to help <laughs> her in ministry? Well, it's, it's interesting because I have um, been so blessed to have her as my boss and my friend and my mentor. I've learned so much from her and I just, I love and appreciate her very much. And I've found that love and appreciation that's real comes with time and experience. So for instance, people who are thankful for Joyce. They love and appreciate her because of what she's given into their lives through through her teaching. And what I've come to love and appreciate is what she's giving into my life through one-on-one, you know, through being a, a friend and, and learning so much by watching her um, do what she does. And so that is a huge blessing to me. And she is exactly the same off the stage as on. There are no two Joyces. It's just always her. And I have been really blessed to have strong women in my life throughout my, my entire life. My, my mom, um, other women that God has put in my life to teach me, other mentors and people who have personalities that are a lot like Joyce's, which is so wonderful because when I got to Joyce Meyer Ministries, there was almost a, there, there was, <laughs> how do you explain it right? There, there was a bit of a divide where Joyce was doing her thing and, you know, she has this wonderful gift that God has put in her. And because of that, people can be um, a little bit intimidated. They can stay away. And that's not who she is. That's not what she wants. And I'm so grateful that I had those strong women in my life that I, I did not have that intimidation. I just learn to find out who she was and then love her for who she is. And so I think that's so important. When you talk about women of influence, we look at people sometimes and we get an image of who we think they are. And instead, we need to ask God to give us the love for them like he has so that we don't put barriers up that are either because we think we're not as good as they are, or we think we don't have the influence that they have, or we don't think that we should be in the position that we are in perhaps to even be in relationship. And I'm so grateful that I really have learned from so many women that we are all women of influence in different ways and that we shouldn't chase after someone else's influence that we should celebrate it and develop our own influence. And so that's been a really big part of it. So that's a long answer to your, to your question maybe, but, but working with Joyce has been uh, one of my greatest joys. And I'm so honored to be a part of everything that the ministry does. No, I love that you made Joyce come to life to us. So now, now she's more than just a, a persona on a stage, exactly. Um, but that you've made her come to life to us. So that leads me to another question, Ginger. So I heard you talk about, of course, Joyce and your mom, but other than those two women, who have been your role models in life? Maybe women you've known or women you don't know, but you've read, you, you, you know their books. Who have been your role models? As women, yeah. yeah. Um, mentioning my mom, um, mentioning um, there was a, a, a woman in my life who I called a grandmother, but she was not blood. Um, she was not a blood relative, but she lived right across the street from us. And my other grandmother lived next door to us, so I was surrounded by wonderful, strong women in my life. And this 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 woman saw a family in need because my mother had lost her mom and took us in as her own, and she became my grandma. And so she became such a strong influence in my life. And she taught me about planting seeds of joy in people's lives. She taught me that whatever you do, you are planting seeds. And you can decide if they're going to be planting seeds of discontent, 
or planting seeds of love and hope and joy. So she taught me so much about that. And she taught me that through flowers. We would work at her garden. She would talk about planting seeds and how they grow into something beautiful. And we do the same thing with relationships. And then there was another woman that was so important to me. Her name was Bertha. And when I was working at the television station where I hosted a talk show was in Lima, Ohio for many, many years. Love it there. Love those people. And she was um, already much, much older than I was. And she manned the prayer line. She organized the prayer line. She was such a powerful prayer warrior. And she was one of those people who, when you would look at her from the outside, maybe necessarily would not think that she was a beautiful woman, but the minute you knew her heart, you knew how beautiful she was. And she taught me about beauty, what beauty really is. And she would always say to me, Ginger, you're so special to me. And she would write it all the time. She'd give me notes and cards and she would always end it. You're so special. Mm -hmm. And that has permeated my soul. It taught me about the love of Christ. It taught me how to appreciate other people. And she may have been saying, you're so special to everyone out there. I don't know. But to me, it was just me. And I know that's how God loves me too. And so I've, I learned so much from my friend, Bertha. I love that. And it's just the reconfirmation that words have power and that they travel through time. The words that were spoken over us as children are still part of who we are today. That's so right. I, I love it. Bless Bertha's heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you said that she taught you what true beauty is. So Ginger, what is true beauty? Mm-hmm. True beauty is not always what your eyes can see. It is something that your heart can feel. And I think that's where you can look at something beautiful and not see the depth of it. Um, I I was just, in fact, the day before yesterday, I was just um, with my husband and we were in Paris at the Louvre Museum. And so we were looking at these spectacular masterpieces because people have declared them to have value. And you would look at some and you think, hmm. Why is this one more valuable than that one over there that I think is really more beautiful with my eye? And what I really loved walking through that and seeing all the different pieces of art is the way that God creates a masterpiece in each one of us that can look entirely different, but that it's not always what the eye sees. It's what's in the heart. It's what it makes you feel. And the Holy Spirit, I think, is what really pulls the beauty out of us. It's when the Holy Spirit's working in our life and people look at us and they might see that we're kind of a disheveled mess now and then. But the Holy Spirit is something that that shines out and they can say there's something beautiful in there. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And so to me, true beauty is, of course, taking care of yourself, being healthy, caring about our physical bodies because we're the temple of the Lord and doing what we can. But it's also really focusing on inside our hearts and also soaking in all the beauty that God puts around us. The reason that I look outside and I see these wonderful fall leaves and it's beautiful to me is because it's a gift from God. And being able to celebrate his wonder with everything that I look at brings beauty to life in new ways, even in really hard, dark times. And I think that's a key because there's beauty in darkness in times that we don't always see a logical beauty because that's when God is working in our heart as well. So beauty is a really large thing that's that's difficult to define at times, but it's broader than the world says beauty is. Amen. Amen. You know, you were just talking about that place in life that could be dark, challenging, but that there's wonder there, there's beauty there. And I, Ginger, I call that place because I've been there often the place where joy and sorrow meet. I think that joy was actually made for that place, that the Lord knew we would need something to get us through that place. And so he gave us joy. And so we can't ignore it in that moment. Okay, so let's talk about your new book, Chasing Wonder. Okay, I loved it. I devoured it. I stayed up way too late reading it, and I felt like I knew your heart. But 
What does it mean, Ginger, to chase wonder? We're all chasing after something in our life. And I remember from the time I was very young thinking about what do I want to do? What do I want to be? And I think we're all chasing after different things, whether it's relationship or um, connection, significance. I think those two things, connection and significance, are really big things that we chase after. And what I have found through all of that, when, when you start studying television, when you begin to go into television, it's very competitive and you begin to realize Am I going to go down a path where I chase after the wrong things or am I going to make sure that I'm still chasing after God more than anything else? So in my life's journey, that's been one of the things that I had to figure out is what am I going to chase? Am I going after success? I decided instead of success, I'm going after fulfillment Mm -hmm. and you can find it in success. Hopefully success will be part of it, but fulfillment is so much richer than success. And in continuing to ask those questions, you know, am am I after happiness? I want instead to chase after joy because like you just said, there are glimpses of happiness throughout our life, but joy is, it doesn't go away. It stays with us in those dark times where sorrow meets the joy that you just mentioned. So chasing wonder is all about deciding what we're chasing and making the conscious effort to chase after the wonder that God has for us in each and every day. So it's making that decision that I believe, it's having hope. I believe that God has good things ahead and that I will seek his wonder even in the hard times. I will seek his wonder in the hard places. In the beautiful times, I will focus on gratitude and thankfulness because those are things that stir up and amplify God's wonder. So to me, chasing wonder is all about living a life that is seeking and serving God wholeheartedly. I love that. I love that. What do you think um, keeps probably American women, let's focus on that right now, from chasing wonder? What are the the things that deny us the yeah. perspective that chasing wonder brings to our lives? There are so many things, and, and I think we've touched on some of them without realizing that that's what we were touching on, but, but one is insecurity. Mm-hmm. We don't feel worthy. We have wounds in our life. We've been hurt and abused. And we feel like the wonder and the joy have been sucked out of our lives. So our past, um, our pride, wow, that is a big one. Sometimes we can't chase after who God is because we're too busy lifting ourselves up and making ourselves so important. And that is one of the biggest things that I found that can, if I allow it to come between me and the wonder that God has for us. So there are many, many things that are barriers to chasing God's wonder that we have to understand and address and take a turn, right? That's that's what the Bible's all about. It's all full of people who are making mistakes and changing their path along the way, and then walking closer to Christ. And and so I look at all these people throughout scripture that had those hard lessons, and I know all the hard lessons in my own life. So many of those things that keep us from God's wonder are the things that we have to break through. We have to be tenacious. We have to say, I'm not going to allow this to stop me. I'm not going to be held back by my past. I'm not going to allow my insecurities to rule me anymore. I'm not going to let the bitterness and the anger maybe that's built up in my heart to keep me from seeing how wonderful God is. I want instead to live amazed and begin pulling out those roots those roots of insecurity, those roots of bitterness, all those things that become like like a fog on our glasses where we can't see the clearness of who God is and what he has for us. So there are a lot of things that we have to push through. 
Well, what a gift Ginger Stocky is to the world. Her decision to pursue a life of wonder is filling my heart with new resolve and determination. But before we rejoin my conversation with Ginger, can I share with you just a little bit about the heart of this ministry? You know, my whole life is about encouraging the women of my generation. I am committed to teaching the Word of God and to being a purveyor of hope and joy. I often tell women, although I can't change your circumstances, and oh, how I wish that I could, what I can do is change the way you process your circumstances. So if you're in a tough place right now, or perhaps you just want to have more joy and hope in your life, I'd like to recommend my book, Vibrant, Developing a Deep and Abiding Joy for All Seasons. I believe that everyone can live a vibrant life, not because of their circumstances, but in spite of them. We are called as the children of God to be a vibrant show and tell of what God is able to accomplish through one ordinary person. Vibrant is available on Amazon, ChristianBooks.com, and also on Audible. Okay, okay, I know that you've waited long enough. Let's get back to my conversation with the woman who chases wonder every day in every way, Ginger Stocky. Okay, so now, Ginger, tell us a story. Tell us one of the stories in the book, Chasing Wonder, because there are a lot. If people like stories, they're going to love your book. So <laughs> tell us one of the stories in your book, because you're a great storyteller. Well, I, I learned so much through my experiences. And um, I have so, so, I've been very blessed by being able to travel the world and to have many just crazy experiences <laughs> that you would think, um, wow, is there really a lesson to be learned in that? And I always find that, yes, there is. So for instance, I was in the Amazon jungle and um, we came up on this wonderful big tree with these vines hanging down. And it was just like a picture from a movie. It was just like the tree in Avatar where they would swing through in the vines. And so our group looked at that and said, okay, we have got to swing on those vines. And so this was the big Tarzan moment. It was going to be spectacular, right? So one at a time, we all took turns and we swang on those vines and everybody is going, wait, it's so impressive. And then it was time for my turn. And I got up there and one of the vines had a loop in it and that's how we were doing it. So I put my foot in a loop. But that meant there were two vines to hold on to. And somehow I, with gusto, of course, because I do everything with gusto and sometimes it does not go well. <laughs> so I, I stepped way back, took a running start and swung on this vine. Instantly, one of my hands slipped off and I was upside down, tangled in this mess of vines with my rear end up in the air and my hands and my feet hanging down, screaming. <laughs> Someone help me. So all of my friends who were with me had to run and grab me as I came back down to the bottom and stop me and untangle me from this mess I was in. This mess of humiliation is what I like to call it. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I realized, uh, okay, I have a choice. Am I going to slink off in humiliation and and never do this again? Or am I going to try it again? Am I going to take another swing at it, try to do something different and let the adventure continue? Because I really believe there's so many great adventures in our lives that we miss because of failure or because of embarrassment. So I made that decision. They had all saw it. They were not going to forget what they saw. There was no getting away with, I did this on purpose or anything like this. I meant to do that. So <laughs> I just did it again. But instead of doing it the cool Tarzan way, I sat down in the loop like a little schoolgirl on a swing. <laughs> and, and I I swang with gusto again and had a great time. So that's one of those little stories of just, learning that our adventures are not always perfect. And sometimes we have to try again, but they're always good. And just a, another quick story that I, I think is important to share because we're talking about 
the dark times and how we see so many hard things and we go through so many hard things in our life. And because of our travels, I, I see so many really difficult things around the world. And we're helping people in tremendous hardship, um, parents who are watching their children die and women who are trapped in human um, trafficking and sex trafficking. And I just see the darkest of places. And I would get, I got to a point where I was saying, God, how, how do I keep joy and walk through these dark places? How do I walk through this red light district where there are children literally being sold and babies who are staying under the boxes of their mothers who are, are prisoners here and forced into human trafficking? Um, how do I walk through this with joy when my dad right now, as I was writing the book, was going through cancer and was not expected to live, you know? So I think those stories are really important to share too of the hard times. And when I asked God that question, he said this to me, and it wasn't like an audible voice. It was that knowing in your spirit. And it said, ask me for where the beauty is here and I will show it to you. Wow. And you, you asked me about beauty. You asked me what beauty is. And it's such a good question because beauty in our lives is not what we always want it to be, but it's there in the dark, difficult times. So even when um, there was no hope from the doctors for my father, the beauty was in God was bigger than those doctors. And he did end up doing a miracle and, and my dad is strong and here and with us. And even in those red light districts where there is nothing that I could see with my human eyes that was beautiful, God would show me the, the hope of a girl who had been brought out of that place and was now going back in with us to help other women. There is beauty in everything. And so in those hard times, we have to ask that question, God, please show me the beauty here because he doesn't leave there. And where God is, there is beauty. And so seeing his wonder in those places are some of the most miraculous things I've ever seen. Love it. Love it. So Ginger, be vulnerable now. What is the hardest thing you've ever gone through as a woman? Mm. As a woman is is an interesting point. Um, my heart breaks for women around the world that I have shared in, in their experiences and seen them and experienced as well firsthand as being a woman in a place where you have no value. Mm. And I remember being in one particular country and sitting at a restaurant where I was traveling with, with a group and I was the only woman on this particular group. And they, they took our order for our meal and skipped right over me, did not take my order and began to leave. And I said, wait, I haven't ordered yet. And then um, they didn't turn around. They didn't listen. They didn't care. And one of the men had to say, you need to take her order. And then they came back and they took my order. But when the food came, all of the guys' food came out and my food did not come. And it's such a small example, but it's that broken heart of being invisible. Mm. I think it's the hardest thing that, that I have experienced in a small way and walked through with other women all over the world. And we can feel invisible because we've been hurt. We've been abused because we didn't get the opportunities that we should have, maybe because we're a woman or perhaps because we, we live in a nation that doesn't appreciate the value of women. And so I have been so grateful to dig into God's word and see who he is, see how Jesus taught the women around him, how he loved Mary and Martha, how Deborah was a leader in the Old Testament and, and how there were so many places where God says you are valuable as a woman and I will use you and love you and you are my daughter and the beauty I put in you cannot be matched. And so that's been one of the hardest things I think for me is to see women 
who don't have any idea of how loved and valuable they are. I, I went through a really hard time personally where I, lo- I lost a friend to suicide hmm. and it was devastating. And I was so angry at God. Um, that was my first thought is because it was such a shock and it, it truly um, left me just on the floor. I was so broken and hurt. And um, I asked God, where were you? Why didn't you do something? Why, why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you give me a glimpse so I could help all of these why, why, why questions? And I learned so much that, that God loved me through those why questions and put up with my anger at him. How, um, I don't know, how wrong is that? to think I am big enough to ask God why and expect an answer. And yet he gave it to me. He loved me through it. So I think when we say we are all chasing after something, we are all searching for significance and connection. And yet there are many of us who don't believe we deserve it, uh, who don't believe we have value. And we ask God why we're going through what we're going through. I think instead of looking for those specific answers. We need to soak up his love and realize that the love of God is bigger than the hurts that we face every day. It's bigger than the challenges that we walk through. And it doesn't mean everything goes perfectly. We don't understand the way he works. We don't understand the things that sin brings into the world, the things that we have to deal with, but his love is beyond our question. His love is is beyond our questions. So true. So true. You know, Ginger, one of my callings in life is to wring the joy out of an ordinary day. Oh, um, I love that. Just, just to find the joy in an ordinary day when you're doing the dishes or folding laundry or whatever it is. But I also love the holidays, Ginger. I love celebration. I love Christmas mugs and <laughs> Valentine napkins. And I, I just love doing everything I can. So we're approaching the holidays here, right, actually right in the middle of them. Tell us, can you just give us a little taste of what it might be like at your home as you chase wonder during the holidays? How do you celebrate really well? <laughs> I love your heart. I love what you're saying. And, and I completely agree. I have always loved the holidays. And um, I see so much just childlike wonder in the holidays, right? It, even in the, the decorations and the Christmas songs and, you know, where I live, we get a little bit of snow and snow makes me so happy. And I, I think about the wonder in all of that. And yet when I was a young mom. There was so much of that. And and then you get older and your family, none of our family lives in in the city where we live. They're all in different states. So my husband and I um, don't have every holiday surrounded by our family. Some of them we are, and I'm so grateful and I love it. And I soak up every minute that I can, but other holidays, it's just us. You know, our our families are with their other in-laws and different things that are happening and we can't always be together. And so I think it's really important to say, how do I soak up the wonder in a holiday that doesn't go the way I wanted it to, Mm -hmm. where I don't have everything that makes my holiday feel so wonderful. And so I really have learned that I have to continue to purposefully to make make a list. What are the things that bring me joy and and go after those things? You know, it's it's really of always spending time with God and, and prayer and and asking Him to show me something amazing. And He always blows my mind with something I didn't expect. Maybe it's co- a connection with somebody else or going someplace that I didn't expect, seeing something. Um, but I think there's so much more joy in giving and finding someone else's need in the holiday than trying to fulfill my own. And that's really what I've learned because it's easy for the holidays to be about doing everything we need to do in our own life and in our own families. And when our family was not always with us, that it, it did kind of shift that. And we did do that with our, our children as well. You know, let's see what we can do to help others, but to make that a bigger factor has really 
brought that wonder into life in a new way. And uh, I've loved it. So it, it changed the holidays for me. Okay. So Ginger, what I heard you say, I think this is really good advice, good wisdom, good coaching for women who are facing the holidays. They're lonely. They don't have the money they wish they had. Their kids are far away. The two things I heard you say was make a list of the things that bring you joy and do those things. And the second thing is, it's not about you. Figure out a way that you can bless somebody else during the holidays. Slip a young mom at church a $20 bill. Tell a, a college student that you'll help send them on a missions trip. Whatever it is, do something for somebody else. I love that. Okay, Ginger, this is going to work with you. I can tell already. I'm going to let you pray in just a minute. But I love to close the podcast. It's a lightning round. But what I like to call it is a few of my favorite things because The Sound of Music is my favorite movie. I've never seen Avatar, FYI. Um, And so I'm just going to put some things out there and you're going to have to just make a quick response. What's your favorite of these things? Can you do it? Are you good? I can, I can do it. I will give this a shot. Okay. Other than the Bible, what's your favorite book? Pride and Prejudice, which makes me sound really, really girly, but it's still the truth. I love it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right now, at this moment in your life, what is the worship song that goes straight to your gut? You can hardly sing it without crying and your hands in the air. You know, it's not even a new song, but it's still, um, it's still, is it 10 billion reasons? It, it, oh, yeah. it, it's just, I don't know, that song I think will be a part of my heart for a very long time because it's all about God's wonder. Mm-hmm. Of course. I get it. That's why you <laughs> love it. Okay. What is your favorite movie? This might be a bit of a surprise, but it's Gladiator. Really? Yes. There's so much in it. It's about relationship and passion and perseverance. And um, yeah, that's it, one of my favorites. You go, girl. That's great. (laughs) Ancient Rome, gladiators, blood. That's great. (laughs) It's a bit violent, definitely. But there are lessons to be learned. There really are. There really are. You got it. Okay. Now, this is a little bit harder, Ginger, but do you have a favorite quote? Not a Bible verse, a quote. Um, I I would say E.B. White, who said, always be on the lookout for the presence of wonder. Mm. So he, he wrote Charlotte's Web, right? E.B. White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love it. It's a beautiful quote. What's your favorite way to rejuvenate? My favorite way to rejuvenate. Um, that's a really good question because there's so many things pop into my mind, but I think for me, it has to be music and quiet time, um, praise and worship is really a a rejuvenating thing for me. Um, I love to go. And so to rejuvenate, I kind of have to do the opposite because I can make myself go too much if if I don't purposely take the time to just quiet myself before the Lord. And and music's a big part of it for me. Great. All right, now help us out. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, anything chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I drink hot chocolate. Um, yeah, so I have a chocolate problem. I'll admit it freely. Uh, do, you, do you put Pray chocolate sauce on your spaghetti? Is that you just? <laughs> okay, I'll try that next time. <laughs> favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. It it doesn't have all of the trappings of Christmas, but it it still brings in the Christmas season. And I think gratitude and thankfulness is such an important part of really seeing what God has for us. I just adore Thanksgiving. I do too. You know, I, I teach on joy all the time. And, and when women say, I don't understand it, how can you be that way? I say to them, well, then just be thankful because thankfulness and joy are not very far apart. So it makes a lot of sense that you would love Thanksgiving. Favorite yeah. vacation spot? Oh, okay. So I love to go everywhere. That travel is my one of my passions. So I'm going to say my favorite vacation spot is um, where my family is at this point. How about that? So I love it when we can all go to the beach somewhere, or we can all 
sit around my house. <laughs> it's not fair enough to say, I just love being with them all because we don't get to do it as often. And that has to be my favorite vacation spot right now. So being with your family at home, watching Gladiator, eating chocolate, that's your favorite. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> okay. Who is your favorite Bible character? My favorite Bible character is Deborah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a short passage about Deborah, but as a leader and um, seeking after that significance of, of women and realizing what God has for us and the beauty that he has put in us and how we have a responsibility to lead others to him. Um, there's so much in that short passage. And your favorite Bible verse. The verse that I pray, well, I love, I love Psalm 139, the entire thing. It's just so, so perfect. But my, my favorite verse that I pray every day is, is an old version. You know how Bible um, versions change and then mm-hmm. it changed what the verse said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Philippians 126 says that this is Paul saying that, he's praying that their joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of him being with them. Mm -hmm. And so the new version in NIV says a little bit different. You have to go to an old version to find that, but that's my prayer every day that whoever I come in contact with that my prayer is that their joy in Christ Jesus in him, not in me in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of my being with them. Oh, Ginger. I love that. And let me just tell you, Our joy is full because you've been with us today. Thank you for sharing your heart, for sharing your testimony, for sharing your perspective. It's just been a true delight. And before we go, would you pray for my friends? I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and and letting me pray for our friends because (laughs) that's such a privilege. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. For each one right now who's here with us in this room, who's listening, who's watching. And Father, I pray that their significance in you would overflow, that they would know what to chase after, that they would chase after your heart. And Lord, as they do, your word promises that when they seek you, they will find you. So I pray in Jesus' name that our friends will see more of you in this day and in every day, that in that hard place that they're in, that they will ask the question, God, show me your beauty, and that you will overwhelm them with it. Father, I pray that you give them joy and peace and patience and love and all the fruit of your spirit that would just overflow out of their hearts. And I thank you for what you have ahead for them that they don't even know is coming. God, I pray that you will amaze them with the goodness of you and what you have for their life during this time. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, Ginger, you are a delight through and through and through. I loved it. I loved it. I did too. Carol, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. I'll admit it. I'll just go ahead and say you are welcome because I know that your life is richer for having listened to the wonder and all of the joy that resides inside of Ginger Stocky. I hope that you will purchase your own copy of Chasing Wonder and even buy a copy for a friend. We all can use a whole lot more of Ginger in our lives. Thank you for joining me this week on Significant Women. I hope that you'll share this episode with your friends as well as leave a review on our hosting platforms. Just a few words of recommendation would mean the world to us. Now, my friend, I want you to remember on good days and on hard days, in easy times and in the challenging times of life, that you're significant because you have been made in the image of God. He has stamped you with his power and with his creativity. He has given you his mind and his heart. You, my friend, are significant.